Hello and welcome to Let the Good Dice Roll. This is episode 27 of our Exalted Retrospective podcast. And boy, is it going to get weird from here is that we're going to have to start uh, going off of theoretical notes and what could have been as we approach the end of what was. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't record that private conversation, but I mean, I, we know the gist of it, so it's fine. Oh, I was actually talking about like later episodes oh, when that. we get to uh, like the actual final uh, boss everything. fight. Yeah, the actual final boss fight. Gotcha. And then, so um, I just wanted to start off with a little bit of uh, extra notes here that I did not tell you about. So I do put the uh, our games up on YouTube. So we did get a couple comments saying that we were making great content and to that people have really been enjoying listening. And oh. Yeah. I didn't know we were up on YouTube. Yeah, I, not all of it's up on YouTube, but enough of the new stuff is up on YouTube. Uh, so like every Thursday we put up an episode, uh, we put up a video on YouTube. So it's just a blank background? And it, it's basically just, yeah, just a little blank background with our little, uh, with our thing on it. And then people were just saying, you know, hey, keep making amazing content and oh that's so sweet yeah so like thank you to people who've been watching us on youtube uh we have more content up on the, the actual podcast because this doesn't go up because our thing automatically puts us only limits us to like one video per week uh, and i figured i would rather put the uh the games up there than this that's not fair. that this is bad but like the games are more more Entertaining? Um, I don't know. They have a further reaching <laughs> audience? Yeah. So anyway, with that out of the way, we are going to be getting into some, I guess you'd call it downtime content. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there isn't a, uh, a big fight that's about to happen. Not in this session, no. It, there could have been. There could have been. If there, I had made decisions. Yes. Yes, there could have been. That would have been the end of Storm if it was. But, anyways, getting into this first session. Sunday, March 24th, 2019. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have Jake, which means there's no Raldo for this session, so there's no Raldo shenanigans. But, of course, we know Raldo's making his own shenanigans. We start off with Storm going to contact her spy network and get caught up on what's been going on. And this, I, just to let people know ahead of time, this one's going to skip around a lot between people. Everybody's off doing their own thing. Pretty much. Yep. So while Storm's doing that, Lioness goes to decompress and pray to the unconquered sun. Sunny wants to build a place to make war striders and also decides to speak to the bull of the north. Um, back to Storm. She finds out that Ghost hasn't gotten back to her yet. Uh, but might be able to make some headway on what she had sent her off to do, which I believe was gather information on the wings and the waves, or mm -hmm. or no, how to recreate the like re-engine, reverse engineer the opera, if I remember correctly. I think that's what I yes. sent her off to do. Yes, to see if the, you could basically play like an anti-opera and like just seal her back seal, up. Yeah, seal her back up. Uh, so Sunshade is currently being, you know, itself. It's fine. Uh, the South is holding, but only so much that they could really do, you know, against a horde of undead army zombies. Yeah, every time that uh, they kill one someone down in the South, they, they their ranks grow. Yeah. Uh, there is rumor that there is another undead behemoth there as well, so that's great for them. 
Now we move on to God King, who goes to check on his cult, takes some time to handle some issues there, and finds out that someone is claiming to be his daughter. So he's going to have to deal with that at some point. Yes. Um, and he debates going through Malpheus to get to his cult in that area and find out about this possible daughter and solve that issue quicker. Uh, we find out Star's been there all along because Sidereo bullshit. And suggests that uh, God King goes through Yushan instead of Malpheus because that's just overall a better option always. Also, it's quicker. Better option, always. Because for Malpheus, no matter what, it's going to take a minimum of five days because you can never go quicker through Malpheus except for when the plot bullshit demands it. Yeah. And this was not plot bullshit. Also, um, the reason that uh, God King got brought down to the south, well, got brought down to the south to check on his cult is because there is a table in the Lexicon of the Throne book, like... That book that has all the extra words and everything also has really in-depth rules for how to make and really extrapolate on uh, how that a cult should operate and I act. remember because I had to look at it for a particular character. Right. Um, and there is a chart in there for like, hey, roll this, roll this kind of dice. And if this happens, a uh, this kind of problem might come up. So I did that, and I was like, you know what, this would be a really good time to start uh, really going in-depth on some God King plots. So, time to, uh... Insert that there. Time to start rolling on this chart. Yep. Well, on the way to check uh, and put dead bodies and graves to rest, uh, their town is back and fine. I don't know. I just says town. It just says town. Town. Yeah, town is back and fine. They uh, saw Nick McLiffs, who's still oh. around. Yeah, so one of the things that I should probably actually t talk to you about, because you guys did not actually see this, but um, I've been getting some comments from uh, Julia and a few other people that the game was very, uh, very bleak. I mean, it's kind of like an end of creation scenario, but it was very bleak. So what I had done to try and fix that bleakness was um, I gave you guys a... I, I, once you guys took out uh, Civil Seer, um, I had it basically be that nobody died. Anyone who was sacrificed to C Civil Seer and, the, uh, and the, uh, the Victory Society who had partaken of that food besides the priests and everything, basically, like got resurrected. Basically people who didn't devote themselves to the Silver Seer cause and were yeah, like who part of the who basically, Yeah, who basically were part of the cult and got tricked into it. Like, they all they all survived. When you guys had gone back to the north at some point, or like, the towns are back and like full of life again. Like, it's one of those like, you know what, for once, nobody dies. I mean, that's literally my next sentence too. Oh, is it? Yeah. So okay. that's fine. Uh, we find out Faith is in the town also, and he tells us that by defeating the Primordial, the Maidens agreed to reset slash fix the towns and Mother's Hearth, and makes it, and make it, and which also makes it the closest portal. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes along with what you were just saying. Okay. So uh, it works. Well, so God King uh, wants a favor or something from Star because our group murdered the Primordial Silver Seer, and uh, which their full title is that 
which waits in the darkness to consume the world, which we already had a debate on which that whether that was the correct title or not, so it doesn't really matter. That's one title we used at mm-hmm. one point for the, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, so we end up knowing its name and the title. We also get ten celestial shards, which I don't know if we ever talked about. What we have so celestial shards. Um, we did mention that we got some at the end of the autothon thing. But what the celestial shards are used for are they're used for making new artifacts or upgrading your old ones because artifact weapons in this system can hold their own gifts. Um, so you could have like, oh, you know what? I didn't want to pick up. Uh, what is it? Uh, ten, ten thousand swords. Nine, nine iron walls. Nine iron walls. Nine so iron good. walls. Which why we wouldn't you pick up nine iron walls? It's literally the best gift. I in had the game. It, I had it on my hook swords. Right. For storm because I literally put defense charms on the swords because I had attack stuff on mm-hmm. storm. Yeah, and then the 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 weapons have their own uh, effort pool that you pull from to use the uh, to use said gifts on there. Which the one the one difference is is that uh, instead of committing effort for the for the scene like you normally would with uh, nine iron walls, any time that it's taken from uh, a gift is taken from a weapon or an artifact item, it is always commit for day. Yeah, or I think we had session because that's kind of how it worked. Or out or for session, us. yeah. Yeah, it was like whichever came first, really. Like, cause sometimes we had sessions that went over days, and we got it back on a new day. But then, like, we had a session that didn't take a whole day, and it was just a pain to keep track of that. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a few times where I think that I enforce that, where that you guys might have been like in the middle of doing shit, where I was like, you guys literally just finish the hallway to the boss. No, I'm not going to give you your shit. Yeah, back. it was kind of few and far between, though. I know at this point I know we're on the God King's barge and going back because we we'd gone to the north we found out all this stuff Storm had gone off to contact yeah we were on the barge doing all this stuff yeah um, and so Sunny ends up coming up to Storm and telling her the plan and she's like cool I need to go and do some more work privately so I'm gonna go off and do a thing which completely doesn't set the premise of you know Christina not being there as Storm for any particular reason that's about to come up yeah um <laughs> And, uh, so, while I think it was Sunny, or somebody told God King that they found a box on the barge? I think it was yes. Sunny. Sunny found this weird, big crate on the, the bottom of the barge area, in the storage area. And so that had not been there before. Yeah, that had not and been I think, there. I think that one of the, one of the, the, the ship hands had, had reported, it's like, hey, I don't see this on the manifest. And I think Sunny went down to investigate it. Well, he opens the box, and inside are Ark, Void, and Vision. Yep. And they're just kind of milling in there. And Sunny's like, hey, uh, so these people are on here. And everybody's like, toss them off. Toss them off! Toss them off. So he's like, okay. He goes to pick up the box, and Ark just steps out and looks up and is like, hey, what's that? Which, at this point, because... Brendan didn't really know Ark's full personality post 15 years yet. He was letting me play Ark for a little bit because that was my old character. And once he kind of got a feel for her personality, he ended up taking over for her. But at this point, I was playing her, which is why Storm wasn't around. Right. Um, And she's like, kind of like, what are you doing? That's my box. And so he just throws the box off the ship that had Void and Vision in there. So uh, I believe Void threw his sword up. And, he, and then teleported to it as yeah. his martial art allows him and to do. And then uh, Visionary just kind of like popped up there. Vision. 
vision. Sorry, there, not there, there's a, there's there's a, a big difference, difference there. Yeah. Uh, vision just popped up there because she had like alacrity and I, stuff. I think that she had the 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 yeah the alacrity charm that just lets you just like not faster than thought. It's something else that just lets you just zoom ahead. Yeah. So they're back up on the ship, and. Uh, that gets everybody else to come down, and there's this kind of big conflict of, like, why are you on your boat? On our boat? Get the fuck off my barge, this and that. And they're like, we were just looking for a ride, and this looked cool. Sorry. I think at some point they actually offered to pay you, and you guys were like, no! Get off! It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you to take us. We're just trying to get out of here. Like, if you want to drop us off over here, that's fine. And they're like, no, just get the fuck off our boat. It's like, all right, fine. Okay, then, land Okay then land the boat. No, get off our boat now. The boat's flying. All right, fine. You guys don't want to use logic. And Arch just sits and traces a, a circle and pops up. And they're like, why didn't you do this before? It's like, because I wanted to ride on a boat. It's very child logic, and it was great. She's a child. She's not trying to be manipulative or anything. She's like, I just wanted to ride on a boat, and we needed to get to the place, and this barge looked cool. I've never ridden on a flying boat. Like, so sue me. Right? <laughs> but fine, I'll just create this portal that'll get us there faster, whatever. And the rest of the group is just like, ah, what? <laughs> Why is this happening? I believe that Julia's response to it upon seeing the character and knowing, like, out of character, uh, well, knowing about the character. Yeah. Um, as Lioness. As Lioness just kind of goes, no, no, no. Like, immediately is just yelling, no, get her off. Get them out of here. Get them out of here right now. Yeah, Julia was pretty upset as Lioness. Like, no, those Pudu in particular, get the, get the mummy and, well, specifically get her off. Get the mummy off and the other ones. They're with her. Just get them off. But yeah, she just wandered around in a fucking boat. And people got mad at her. I think Nyx was the only one who was just like, I mean, or have they done anything? Because <laughs> Nyx was playing nice with Ark. And Sunny's just like, I don't know how to deal with the small child because backstory purposes. I'm going to go over here. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, she opened a portal because she had a little bit of sorcery bullshit. Sunny continuously, just anytime that a small, scary child is around, it's just like, nope, nope, Art nope. is not scary. She's not scary. Anytime that a small, evil child is around, he's just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I don't even, uh, yeah, we'll go with evil, sure, why not? But yeah, so they, they tell, they, she opens a circle, they jump through the circle and disappear back to where they were trying to go. And basically they go to Mother's Hearth, drop everybody off, and say their goodbyes. I think we ended up having like a little feast there or something, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I think you guys had a little feast there. Uh, at this point, we all decide to actually split up. So, God King, Lioness, and Nyx go through Yushan to get to the south to check on God King's supposed daughter. And Storm and Sunny decide to go to do some recognizance. Mm -hmm. um, so that... It gets interesting later on, but for now, we're going to follow God, King, Linus, and Nyx. So, they go to where they need to, and they find a newspaper that says, Rogue Solars, uh, in Yushan, I'm sorry. They're in Yushan, and they find a newspaper that says that Rogue Solars broke out the infernal prelude to domination. Now, if you guys remember us mentioning prelude to domination before, that was the infernal that we, uh... Had captured. Had captured and kind of stuck in our basement dungeon in our house in Yushan. And I think that, uh, afterwards, uh, as a way to get, uh, Fadi, uh, training as a proper sidereal, you guys had him help turn, uh, the 
um, help turn uh, Prelude to Domination into the Sidereals as kind of the, uh, hey, you can now get training. Yeah, this is our faith and, good, faith so, and gesture. Here's <clears throat> this thing. Take care of this one. Yeah. And that's what got him in good with the actual scenarios so that he could get training instead of basically being murdered as a rodent. Well, so <laughs> the descriptions that they give for the supposed, in air quotes, soldiers that broke him out match that of Ark and Grief. So Ark and Grief were the ones that broke him out. Yes. They had somehow made their way into Yushan and then broke him out because that is part of Grief's circle. Yeah. Um... But, so, they try to get information, like, the group that's up there tries to get the information straight so that Solars don't get any bad publicity, because right now, the, everything matters for keeping good Solars in good light. Mm-hmm. It's very important. And the reason that they call them uh, rogue Solars is because Yushan doesn't have a definition for what an Abyssal is or what an Infernal is. They have literally no idea what that they are. They're so new, and canonically, bureaucracy is so fucking backed up in uh, in Yushan that they haven't gotten, like, any kind of, like, definition of what that anything is. Yeah, they, they know what their names are. They're like, like, oh, this is an infernal. Cool, we know what it is, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. So the group leaves Yushan and, ri- and arrives at the Pagoda, and they get through Kiroskiro to this opulent main temple, uh, like, dedicated to the God King. And there is this person that's profusely arguing with the head priest there. Uh, they run some tests, and it does prove that this person is, like, directly blood-related to the God King. Um, and so the God King decides to talk to this woman, and she says her name is Annalise. Annalise looks exactly like the God King, but is very extremely pale and obviously, you know, a female version of the God King. So, um, and Annalise tells the God King that, you know, they, sh- him and his circle should be weary because her circle is plotting something. And she says in a month or two's time, something's going to happen, but she doesn't really get a chance to elaborate on it because mm-hmm. abyssal stuff. Yeah. They can't really say too much about stuff or it's Or else they're bad. going to start getting resonance and then things are going to go bad. Yeah. I think she I think she even pinged a little bit while she was talking to God King, if I remember correctly. Yep. Just by talking to her father, she starts pinging. Yeah. Which starts causing weird stuff to happen. Um, a resonance explosion in the middle of Chiroskira would not be a good thing. Yeah, no. Definitely not. Um, so while they're dealing with this, Storm and Sunny go off on their own. Um, they go on their way to Ascension, and the weather there is pretty intense. Um, basically, it's, if I remember correctly, it's kind of this, they're at the top of these mountains, and then in this almost valley-like area, I think there's snow everywhere, too. Yep. There's kind of this weird building just there. Um, and Storm's just like, you stay here. If something goes wrong, you know, I'll signal you. So she goes down by herself and comes up to these two doors. One has the, uh, dawn symbol on it, and the, well, the other has the eclipse symbol on it. And on the dawn symbol, it says, by entering through here, I take responsibility for all of my actions. The eclipse one says, by entering through this door, I promise to be a good guest. 
if you haven't figured out where this is going yet, you're about to. So against my better judgment, uh, <laughs> I decided to go through the Eclipse store and promise to be a good guest. And uh, so Storm goes through, there's this table there. At the head of the table is um, a crooked and kind of like bent and cloaked throne. Not a throne that you sit on, but the care the NPC abyssal throne. Mm -hmm. And then Dancer's also there, across from Dancer's Jester, who has this wild clown makeup on. And uh, closest to the door is Crimson King. So congrats, there's four of the Abyssal Circle there. The only four that they think they currently have right now because I have a mask. Which yep. Storm had on her person at the time, funnily enough. Mm -hmm. um, so Storm has a conversation with all four of them. We'll go over that in a second. Um, basically, this was my out of character thing of I didn't want to have this conversation in front of the rest of the group because I didn't want people to make side comments or or make me feel bad about it out of character for what I might say during this conversation. And I didn't want to eat up time for the session. So I asked Brendan if we could have it at a later time, which we did. Uh, it was only supposed to take about 10 minutes, but it definitely took more than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say they literally went, we'll give you 10 minutes. Yeah. And uh, cause Storm went over the comms and was like, look, I'm going off the comms to have a conversation. Wish me luck and just kind of closed comms off to everybody. But, uh, so, well, it started off with them having a conversation and then she went off comms to kind of have a real talk with them about stuff. Mm -hmm. But she found out um, that the main of the wave supports Solars and wants to reset creation, putting Solars in charge. Which we've already gone over that that's her, uh, her goal. Yeah. And uh, Kyroskira and Karagast are the two fronts that are kind of left at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the end of that session, actually. So going, uh, we're not going to go over the whole conversation that Brendan and I had, but it, boy, was it a conversation. <laughs> yep. Um, so Storm has, uh, I don't know where to start with this. Okay, so basically, um, there's something that actually popped up very recently on my Facebook memories because it ha this happened at about the same time and I'm gonna just go, and I'm gonna just pu put this up here. It's one of those Steve Harvey laughing at something and then just doing the concern face. And the caption for it says, when you jokingly offer your players a deal with a devil and 15 minutes later, three out of five party members have sold their souls. The caption that I have right there for April 11th, 2019. Oh boy, is this ever appropriate. <laughs> Because I think that's the day that we went to the hookah bar. And, and actually, actually had that conversation. And actually had Which that Which is really funny because, you know, Cause, Yeah, because now it's a year later from that. Basically, so Storm was on the mind of, well, if it gets rid of you, fuck it. The solars aren't great. Just get rid of them. Creation will be fine. I don't mind being put back in the jade prison if it means you get to come with me. Right. <laughs> that, was part um, of, that was part of it. So a lot of... Her, uh, a lot of the maiden's actual things were, okay, cool, you want to talk to me? Okay, well, I'll give you some options, but uh, the one thing that I want from you is I want that mask back. Yeah, so it was, we have to strike a deal if you want this mask back, and 
Storm's like, okay, cool. All right, I'm obviously gonna have to take this conversation to my group before I just hand this mask over to you. Because mm-hmm. I'm not making this decision right now. And I promise to be a good guest and I assume you'll be good hosts. Yes, so I think that she was basically, they were, you both talked at length. Basically you talked with Throne and Dancer at length, which just doing that was giving you limit. Um, and then eventually- Most, Mostly Dancer. Throne, yeah. Throne was not on her, like, so Storm has a high uh, intimacy of, you know, fuck the maiden in her circle. Mm-hmm. So just, but she really Also hates, has a specifically Dancer yeah, fuck Dancer. Yeah, she does not like Dancer at all because Dancer killed that child. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dancer is literally her talk antithesis. About holding something over someone's head for so many years. Like, geez, just get over it. How many children have you accidentally murdered? None. Nexus. Besides Nexus. <laughs> How many children do you think were in three-fourths of Nexus? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> she didn't see it. <laughs> oh, so because I didn't see it, it didn't happen. We can pretend. <laughs> That's how a lot of stuff happens nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically... <laughs> Let me not make this dark, okay? So basically, the, um, you... You are talking with the Abyssal Circle for a long time, and then eventually they just kind of go, you know what, we can't make this decision without our boss this is here. Bo- this is above our pay grade. This is a little bit above our pay grade, and our pay grade goes pretty fucking high. Um, so they get a hologlyphic, holographic uh, image of uh, the, the maiden on screen to start talking to you. Yeah, so Storm legitimately talks to the maiden, uh, so that was fun, and kind of banter back and forth about Storm's views on Solars, which is not great. Like, she has a very low opinion on Solars, which is mo- funny considering she is one. She's like, I agree, Solars are awful. We caused a lot of atrocities. Look at the first stage. Like, what makes us so great to be able to try and live again? And if sealing you back up means we all have to get sealed back up too, that's a thing I'm willing to bite the bullet on. Which was one of the things that she was, uh, basically some of the information that you got from her, uh, pertains a lot to how to defeat her, how to, how to do a lot of things. Um, one of the interesting aspects about that character is, is that she is, she knows that she's evil, and, like, she knows that her ways are wrong, but she sees no other way to do it. So, like, there's a small conscience inside of her that yeah. wants to be defeated. Yeah. And that it, it that was... wants to hope that the actual solars of this age can be better than the solars back in the day. Yeah, and she offered, uh, I believe the deal was, if you give me the mask, then... Um... I will give you the answer to defeat any of the Death Lords. Yes. I think including myself. I will give you, yes, I will give you the answer on how to defeat any Death Lord, including myself. But at the same time, you guys knew that you were about to go take down the first and forsaken lion. So having that would have actually negated an entire two sessions. Yeah, and also, but also I think you you would out a character told me if I collected all the sidereal skulls uh the all five of them that i would basically yeah, get yeah the that, same that, that you would get that you would get that answer so there were two ways to go about getting the first and forsaken line and also two ways to go about getting the, the maiden. maiden beneath the waves yep and i had already had black eye shadow on my hit list anyways mm-hmm. so because he was leading the void faction for the sidereals right 
Uh, and I think our, at that point I had three or four of the skulls already. I want to say that you had almost all of them. I want to say that Black Eye Shadow was the last one that you Endi- were I know Endings was the one I didn't have, which was him, so... Yeah, that's the only one that you were missing. Okay, I thought I might have only had Because you had battles from the Jibei fight. You had yep. secrets from, uh, what's-his-nuts? Um, K-Jop-K-Jack? Ch- yeah, K-Jop-K-Jack. Um, you had, um, Serenity? Or you had journeys from someone else. Yeah. That I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I know. I knew that you had enough. I know that you had that one, and I think you were missing two. I think you were missing Serenity and uh, Endings. Yes, because I think the j- joke was I could go and kill my bo- brother to get Serenity, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I was missing Serenity and Endings. So it was either go kill Foddy and get it, mm-hmm. or go kill Black Eye Shadow to get Endings. One of right. those two, or I go kill my brother and get Serenity, which I'm not about to do. Oh, you had um, you had Serenity from the uh, fuck. The guy who used Osius Hour of Misfortune style. I thought he was Journeys. Journeys, that's the one. That's the one. Sorry. Yeah, because he was he was Journeys. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You had Journeys from that one. That's yeah. where it was. But yeah, so like we had ways to get the key to finding Death Floor stuff. And there was a Serenities one that I had uh, designed up for you to fight later on. Yeah, and but basically, she made this deal. I was like, cool. I'm going to take this. I know where you're coming from with things. You know how where I'm coming from with things. Uh. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Jester, you're kind of okay. Fuck you. Um, oh. Bye, oh, guys. <laughs> also, the other really weird thing that we realized is is that uh, Jester, um, while modeled after Kefka from Final Fantasy VI, is essentially uh, the the game's Deadpool. Yes. Because he's literally, like, breaking the fourth wall. He's referencing different editions of Exalted and, like, is talking about how that it's like, oh, yeah, and then, you know, a couple years back, there was that change to our powers. Like, literally referencing that we switched from Exalted 3rd Edition to Godbound. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. But, yeah, it was pretty much just like, all right, we're concluded with this conversation. Fuck all you guys. Jester, you're... Weird. You're weird, but I can appreciate you on a level, but fuck you also. Alright guys, bye. And Storm... I'll get back to you on that mask deal later. Yeah, and so Storm left, and uh, yeah, so that was that session. Um, so the next session was Sunday, April the 7th, uh, 2019. So I don't think we would have had that, we would have had that conversation before that session then. I think that we had that conversation uh, I might be wrong then. Yeah, we might have had that conversation uh, a little bit before April 11th. Yeah, so for this one, we didn't have Mori, so there's no God King for this session. Uh, but before we go over this, we actually need to go over something else. So it was, a, we decided to try and do some online RP through Facebook Messenger, and we had all of us in a little group together in kind of like a council meeting room to like just talk and interact. Uh, and go over some stuff randomly. So in, in that, uh, Diego, who you all know and love, maybe, uh, had him and Sunny got into kind of a tiff. Uh, yeah, I'd call it, yeah, a tiff. Yeah, sure. Um, so Sonny is making, uh, is, is using his dominion to make a, a uh, War Strider factory. And what this is causing is like a really weird, uh, like, where are these resources coming from? Because Diego's basically uh, 
because Sergei can't keep up with all the bureaucracy somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. We've, we've he, hit he, Metropolis level for Sunshade at yeah. this point. Um, so so uh, Diego is in charge of a lot of the Vor stuff, including the War Strider factory that's in Denonzor. And Sunny is talking about, oh yeah, we're going to have War Striders for humans and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to do this and that and a bunch of other stuff. And I come in as Diego and I'm just like, you didn't sign off on any of this paperwork. What the hell's going on? We have we have to keep track where of all of our- these, Where are we where getting are these we, resources from? Why are you giving War Strider access to mortals? This is like- not an okay thing. And keep in mind, Diego also pilots a war strider. Granted, he does it while he's coked up, but he's probably our head war strider pilot. Yeah. He, he, him and Roldo are your head war strider pilots because Roldo, at every opportunity, hops into a war strider. Is there a giant robot war around? Roldo is probably inside yeah. of it. Yeah. He's, he's our non-solar main group war right. strider pilot leader thing. So one of the things that is weird about this is, is that there is a difference between War Striders and Godwalkers, which Godwalkers are what we're using from Godbound, where the Godwalkers are basically uh, giant robots that mortals use and sync up with, like Evangelion style, to like basically even the playing field between between uh, the Godbound and them, because like a Godwalker for or a Godwalker slash Warstrider for a uh, for an Exalt is technically useless because they actually don't do as well in combat because there's a lot of um, weird ways that they kind of start affecting your HP pool instead of just giving you an extra set of HP for the uh, the enemy to have to go through. Uh, so what this ends up doing is uh, Sonny basically looks at Diego and goes, who the fuck are you? Like, how dare you insult my army that way? Uh, to, to make up for this, leave your left hand on the, or leave your left arm on the table. Talking to someone who is Steel Devil style, which is a specifically dual wield style of martial art. At this time in the chat, uh, it was Sunny, Storm, and Nyx, and Nyx is just kind of like, I don't know how to deal with this situation, it's awkward, I'm just gonna sit right here. And I guess that at this point, uh, Sunny was not super, well, Sunny, well, Tony was not super abreast of how the things were actually working, like, he was kind of in his own <coughs> little, I'm gonna make the Dominion do this, and this, and this, and not like asking a whole lot of questions about already established stuff because if he had he would have known there is a war strider facility that you guys have under your control but like he was making his own and i'm just like i mean if you want to make your own that works but like why not just pump dominion into the one that already exists yeah granted it's in denonzor so it'll take a little bit to get there but still but still like denonzor at this point because of how far out that sunshade is gone is basically turning into a suburb of uh of sunshade yeah so like I said, Storm and Nyx are also in there, so they both hear go what's going on. Nyx is kind of awkward, doesn't know how to deal with it, because Nyx isn't very confrontational. Once Diego leaves, <laughs> Storm turns to Sunny, and I I wish I could remember the threat I made. Um, I would take. Oh wait, no, it was it was in the uh, it was in the Facebook 
group that got deleted because of private face because secret Facebook groups got deleted like a couple uh, like a couple uh, months back. I thought it was in the Discord that well, we had. Well, I can remember the gist of it. It was one of those situations of she just stares at him and in a very calm tone of voice. It was along these lines. Uh, you need to go and apologize to him. That is the second in command to my lunar mate. He has done more for us and been with us longer than you have ever fathomed. If you do not go and apologize to him and make amends, I will murder everyone you ever care about, make them suffer, anyone you've ever had contact with. Your military unit? Gone. You'll wish, you'll wish you'd never established them for the horrors that will happen to them. And I will make you watch all of it and never touch you because I know it'll hurt you more to watch those you care about suffer and perish than for me to ever lay a hand on you. And let's just say Sonny didn't take it very well. No, no, he did not. Uh, there was a point where that uh, his player thought was like, I might just roll up a new character. I don't know that I can keep doing this. That, that was a little bit too much of a confrontation for me. Oh my God. Like, uh... But we smoothed it out out of character, and I explained, I was like, here's why I made these comments. You, literally, Sergei means the world to Storm. Diego is his right-hand man, and has been with us since the first session, basically. He, guys, he has been you guys' most steadfast ally. Yeah, he has been our longest ally, too. Like, of the NPCs that got brought into the campaign. And to insult him, like, and the thing is, Storm didn't have an intimacy to him. But because Diego was important to Sergey and Sergey was important to Storm, and Diego had done so much for the group throughout all these years and still stayed with them after they disappeared for 15 years and everything like that and kept going and doing everything, she was still protective of him. And so that kind of leads into the beginning of the session that I was just talking about on, on uh, April, where Sonny goes to apologize to Diego, gives him a celestial uh, shard, which he uses to upgrade his blue jade diclave. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, we send the NPCs off to Kiragas to kind of help on that front. Uh, and the Baroness, excuse me, the Baroness stays in Sunshade to manage with the ghost guard that's there. Uh, I believe the ghost guard was the thing that Nyx established, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she stays there with the ropes guard, the crafter's guild, and the healer's guild. While the solar circle goes to Kiraskira to meet up with the sunblasts that are there. Um, we do notice that there's these obsidian glass spires in Kiraskira, and we go to the God King's personal dock, and as soon as we get there, he gets whisked away. Which, as we said, Mori's not here for that session, so it makes sense to kind of be like, God King, you have arrived! There's so much you need to handle! Whisk away! So, while God King's away, Sunny goes to meet up with the sunblasts. Storm goes to meet up with her liaison, and Nyx and Linus go to dre- go dress shopping for Linus, because Linus decided she wanted a dress. Yep. And she doesn't own any of that. And Nyx has pretty good fashion sense, so mm-hmm. why not? So this is where things are going to get weird, because again, we break off again. Sunny meets up with a sunplus. Uh, he meets a tan-skinned person and a snake-like person that uh, wants the commander to meet up with uh, the Tricon, which is the leader of Kiraskira. Yep. Um, And basically, at this point, our commander's lioness, because it has to do with war, and Sunny 
comms in and tells Linus, hey, by the way, I need you to head over here when you get a chance, because uh, the Tricon wants to meet you and you're kind of our commander. Segway to dress shopping. Uh, they're going through Kairoskiro and they notice a lot of, like, Shadowland areas as they're doing so. Um, Linus does find a dress that kind of normalizes herself. I think she, the whole thing is she wanted a dress to kind of blend in a little bit better mm -hmm. because she just had the, uh, the wraps around her yep. at that point. Still. And that would be a, since this is, uh, basically super close to First and Forsaken Lion territory. Yeah. Yeah, she would get picked out real quick. And she doesn't need that life. So Linus wants to kind of blend in. She gets some, a couple of dresses and then they go jewelry shopping. Uh, while shopping, Nyx is getting measured as well. This old person with a cane goes by outside and suddenly says Linus's name. And uh, she, since Nyx is getting measured, Linus is like, I'll be right back, and goes out. And that person is Plague. So they have a little conversation that I don't remember a lot about. Do you remember what all the conversation uh, the was com about? The conversation basically boiled down to, hey, I know that you're in town and you wanted to talk. Um, I can do my best to give you the details on the First and Forsaken Lion's movements since we're buddies and I don't really want to be here. I don't really enjoy this, but... I'm going to help out the best that I can, but I can't give you, like, full... A lot of stuff. Um, I think that the big thing that it boiled down to is we're going to be making a move soon on Chir on Chiroskiro. Yeah, which we, we knew some stuff was going to happen on this area anyways. From... But, it, but he's like, yeah, no, the timetable's been pushed forward a lot. Yep. Um, so let's see. Then we go to Storm who meets up with uh, her informant. The way her network is set up, she has a head informant in different areas and many informants that answer to the head informant. So she meets up with uh, Asp. They're all named after snakes because she does snake style and I just decided to do it that way because I'm weird. Um, and uh, he lets Storm know that there's this stalemate with the Sun Bless, the local Merc troop, which is called the Evansons, and the uh, Delzen Riders. The last report shows that the general was looking to lead troops and priests coming from Ontang, which is west of here, west of where they're at, and that living mortals are actually walking through the undead, bringing building materials to a place down south, which is happens to be a Shadowland, which is weird. If you didn't already know what was going on, which nobody does. Um, oh my god, is this this is this this session? Uh, I don't think so i don't think it's the okay, session so this, this is just when it gets hinted at yeah okay yeah so okay yeah i'm pretty sure that doesn't happen this session um, i out of character knew what it was but storm didn't know what the fuck was going on well so we all meet up t um to kind of have a discussion of what's going on and basically to have lioness meet with this person and Storm updates Nyx and Lioness on the information she found out from her informant. We meet this well-built man in robes and jewelry uh, with a staff made of orichalcum uh, with inlaid stones. This is the Tricon. Um, and this bald man in uh, loose-fitting clothes and has almost a uh, gaudy-looking jewelry on him. He's the uh, Admiral Sand, who is the Admiral of the Navy of Cheroscuro. So we end up learning that uh, the First Forsaken Lion's personal war strider, Legion Sanguinary. Um, uh, 
His personal war strider is called the Ebon Zoanon. Okay, I just, uh, I, maybe because the Legion Sanguinary is with them? I don't know. Um, um, so I had it not... Just, it just says, learn about Faffle's personal war strider, comma, Legion Sanguinary. So maybe you, we learned a little bit about both of them? Yeah, you learned a little bit about both of them, and then you also... Um, so the other thing to note is, is that I had no idea what the fuck that Joe had named the uh, the big warship that the lion was making. So I was just like, fuck it, it's called the Legion Sanguinary as well, because I had no fucking idea and I forgot to ask. I mean, that's fine. It, it happened, so you're trying to incorporate a lot of stuff into this. Yeah. So we have some more war planning and discuss, basically, okay, we've got these different things coming around. What's the f- priority? What do we take out first? Um... And basically, we try to get, we, we find out kind of the descriptions of who these people are, and I think we might have learned their names also. I think that at that point, you guys did learn their names. Yeah, because I think uh, Lioness finally, like, name-dropped people. Finally opened up about them, yeah. Yeah. So we find out that uh, we should probably take out Shepard first, since he, you know... Is the necromancer and yeah, the priest? Yeah, and can kind of raise undead and these undead war draugers and shit like that. So we actually get Shepard's relative location from Plague. Mm-hmm. So Plague was able to drop that down and kind of help us out with it. Um, and that's how that session ends. We just sit and do some war planning to figure out where our next step is and who we, who we gonna take out first, man. Yep. Um, um, okay. I have a very interesting note written up at the top for the next session. What is it? Um, so it says, Retcon, unconquered sun coming down, so no one wants to do the deal now besides Storm. Right, right. So do you remember the drunken session that we had yes. when we had the party? Yeah. And I had the unconquered sun physically come down and tell you all that it's like, no, the deal would be fine, blah, blah, blah. It's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then I just kind of went, that's a real, like, dick move on my part to just kind of literally have God come down and tell you no, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, so we had, we had a session where um, we all got together to drink and hang out. And it wasn't really supposed to be a session. It was going to be like, guys, I'm just going to tell you about this conversation Brendan and I had so you have the information for when we have our actual next session. I'm going to try and get this all in before we start drinking. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Basically, uh, I had. I even, was. I was fine. Everybody I, else. Was I had. I gone. hadn't even gone. I hadn't even gotten back from work, and like people had already started doing shots of scotch, and I'm just like, oh no. It was pretty good scotch. It was really good scotch. But, but I know Tony was gone after two shots, and he was trying to keep up with me, and I had had three. Yeah, it it got. And it I got was ridiculous. still fine <laughs> because I didn't really drink a lot. So. Oh, you know what? This was the one when that we were. Uh, because Julia had just gotten the new job. Yeah, we were so chilling we were, over at your we guys' uh, uh, the we old were, place when you guys lived with Jake. Right, and then we were going over to um, we were going over to her new job to tr- to try out the food and everything. Yeah. And then we were going to come back and do this because everyone had decided to come over and do all this. And Tony just started drinking before because he's like, "Ah, nah, Brendan will fucking yeah, drive me." Yeah. By the I'm time like, by the time I got over there. Like, Tony had had two shots. I whipped out three, and then he's like, I need to have another one to keep up with Christina. And everybody's like, no! Don't do it, Tony! Don't try to keep up with Christina. That's a horrible idea. And, uh, yeah, so horrible ideas were had. And but, yeah, I explained the conversation that Storm and, and the the bad guys had 
people were drinking, Brendan was kind of gone, and had the Unconquered Sun come down and basically say the idea was a good idea. So when we had the actual session, he's like, let's retcon that, because I don't want to take away your guys' choice in this and make you think, you know, your god told you to do this, so that's why it's a good thing to do, instead of what you guys actually want to do. So basically, nobody else wants to do the idea. Storm, I think at the time, I don't know why I put beside Storm, because I was still not entirely down I, for I the think, idea. I think that you were still kind of down for the idea. I was down for the idea, but I don't think I was going to do it anyways. I don't remember, but... I feel like this is a different idea, because I know that you also had your other weird idea of, like... Oh, yeah, my weird idea that I never told anybody in character. Okay, about. okay, I wasn't sure if that was the idea or not, okay. Um, right, right, we were talking about... Every, oh, everybody was vehemently against it. Storm was still on the fence for it. Right, right, of trading the mask for information. Yeah, because everybody made a very valid point that kind of set her on the, mm, that's a fair point of... If you've had this all this time and they're this powerful, why haven't they been able to take it from you? Right. And, well, I mean, maybe, and maybe they need you to give it to them for them to be able to have it. So. Well, it's almost not like they needed someone with a spark of Autothon inside of them to um, create a new mask. And now that person is basically gone, so they cannot create new masks anymore. Yeah, what a shame. That person just, you know, fucked off into the ether somewhere. And then got murdered. Yeah, shame. Stuff just happens really randomly to people in this, this game. I like. know, right? So anyway, so... <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my snippet before we start this session, which is Sunday, April the 14th, 2019. So we're actually about where we are currently. A little bit, you know, under a year, man. Yeah. It's weird thought. Kind of spooky. There's all right, so at some point while traveling, uh, we get this vision of sorts of an eastern jungle. There's a birdman that gets bitten by a snake. Do and you want me to... Uh, just talk about it? Just read it? Yeah, I, yeah. I have the actual... So what I had done, because none of the group had really, besides Christina, knew anything about these abyssals, I wanted to actually give them kind of a, a backstory. So it's like, yeah, you're going to go and murder these guys, but I want to make sure that, like... You understand where they came from where and they why came they're from doing this. And why they're not entirely totally evil like how uh infernals are just entirely and totally evil yeah they were people once so opening scene the eastern force with the beast tribes after a war there is a large man with a beak dressed in funerary garb bodies litter the ground around him of snake men and bird men alike he moves through the battlefield picking up pieces of jewelry and weapons from either excuse me from either side of the battle Closing the eyes of the dead and dying, he stabs into hearts with a ceremonial dagger, giving mercy to those who are too far gone to be saved. He travels like this for minutes before finally coming to a snake man and going for the jewelry this war leader wears. The snake man suddenly darts up and sinks fangs into the neck of the bird man. The dagger stabs it multiple times over and over again until the fangs release him, though they are dripping with venom. He falls. The venom quick acting, he clutches at his chest. A ragged squawk comes from him as he sinks to his knees. Not like this. No, I still have so much work to do. The smell of brimstone and ash permeates the air as a massive being in armor comes from the shadows and steps towards the priest. It offers a hand uh, from it, a deep booming voice that comes not from the armor, but the very air around it. Yes, you do. Take my hand and you can continue your work. 
eyes filling with blood as foam drips from its beak. It teeters between life and death. It takes the only sane option, to keep going. It takes the armored hand before it. The armored figure disappears in the ash that brought it here as necrotic essence surges out around the battlefield. The birdman stands and coughs out the venom coursing through its veins. Then the snake that it bit stands, or the snake that bit it stands. Then the birds around it also stand. Then the rest of the snakes. They all look towards their shepherd, and they speak in one disjointed voice. Follow. They all move towards a land that is pale and without sunlight, where bone and ash are the soil, towards a massive hole and an inverted tower of gargantuan construction. Come, priest, once more be our shepherd. From the periphery others gather, not just beasts but the shambling dead, those stitched together and created in labs. Necromancy flows freely through this thing like the air it breathes. That's so much better than like the two, three sentences I had, you know, about... Yeah. About how Shepard became an abyssal. Um, <coughs> I am going to go back a little bit because, as I said, Mori wasn't at the last session. So a, sm a small rewind to God King. Um, he uh, has a, a woman dressed in a black gown somewhere in the 30s of age. And the God King recognizes her as the Great Mother Bright. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the only thing I really have that and the God King has some history with her but I don't have a lot of details particularly on that and I have the hiccups now great so Great Mother Bright is one of the uh, major players in Cheroscuro she is actually an old goddess of death um, who gave up her title I have city god of Cheroscuro um, she, she was yeah. or she was a goddess of death who gave up her title to save an exalt that she had, uh, and is now the acting city god of Chiroscuro. Yeah, that's that's what I've got on that stuff. So the, now that we have Mori back, we're all here to kind of convene and talk about shit. Mm -hmm. um, so we do find out that there are some conspirators that are trying to take down the Tricorn. Tricorn. Tricon. Tricon. He should have a Tricorn hat to go with his Tricon title. He should. Um... We, who we find out is distantly related to the God King, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and Linus wants to call the Abyssals to Kiriskiro to help us. Um, basically, we just kind of go and check on uh, a group. We find out that uh, Linus said that she sent word to her ally in Faffle's Abyssal Circle about, you know, our plans and stuff like that. Um, the God King is being the distraction on the barge. While Nyx, Linus, and Storm are do in kind of a secret tunnel through the forces, so that we don't mm -hmm. have to deal with all the undead and stuff, Sunny and the Sunbless are doing a pincer maneuver uh, to meet the rest of us where we're heading to. Now, this all was a fairly large combat. This was a huge battlefield yeah. uh, that actually forced you guys to split up. It was uh, pretty ridiculous as far as the, the amount of things that you were fighting. Did you uh, have written down what that you all were fighting? Uh, I have some stuff, so I'm just going to go through to the part where the battle ends, and then we can like recap everything, I guess, mm -hmm. or on your end of what else we had to do. So um, after we come out of the tunnel, we come face-to-face -face with Mercy, Shepard, and Cavalier. Uh, Storm goes after Shepard, Nyx goes after Mercy, and Linus goes after Cavalier. And we kind of, like, branch off and be like, you my bitch, this is who I'm fighting. Um, the God King is fighting a centipede, air quotes. Uh, Setting the Sunblast are fighting the mobs and a Nephrak that's there. 
So I kind of go over everything, mm-hmm. but not in depth, really. Um, things start kind of going away, and Shepard opens a portal for them to leave. Mercy and Cavalier manage to make it through, but we're able to stop Shepard from making from going through and basically take him out, and Storm takes his skull. So if you want to go over more stuff, or if you just want me to... Uh, that that was pretty pretty much it, but uh, like it's a huge zombie army. Like we're talking like thousands and thousands of zombies. The God King is dispensing fiery justice on them from the barge. Uh, the Hikato- there are multiple Hikatone Kyers, I think there, and like I think that one of them like leaps up and grabs the barge and like yeah, there's a the small yeah. There's a small combat that happens between God King and a Hikatone Kyre. Sunny is having to take out a lot of forces. And then you guys... Uh, picked our person and decided to go after them. Yeah, you guys picked your person and decided to go after them. I'll go after a necromancer. Tell me I won't. Right? <laughs> I excel at single combat. That is my life at Storm. And then it made sense for like Mercy and Nyx to kind of go after each other because of who they are as people. And then, mm-hmm. you know have the two, like, war commanders fight each other. Yep. So, um, after we deal with all of this, we head back uh, where the undead are making a I push. I believe that when the lioness showed up at that point, um, Cavalier actually recognizes her because um, Cavalier is the one of that circle who was in contact with her because Cavalier was the... Uh, the war leader, but um, Lioness was the tactician. Yeah. So she, he was the only one who had contact with Lioness as an abyssal. Yes. Uh, but I know Lioness knew about most of the Lioness still. knew about the rest of them. Because she did tactician work, so she had yes. to know who, what she was working she with. She had to know the about the rest of them, but she did not. But the only one of them who had contact with Lioness was Cavalier. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so we, we head back. There's undead that are making a push, and there's uh, something pushing through the undead. Uh, there's this guy with a pointy hat. Do you just want to give the description of the pointy hat guy? Um, he just kind of had like a uh, basically like a like a tricorn hat. I want to say, um, and he just looked like a. I can't honestly remember the description, and I don't think that I have. His description written down in here. Um, okay, well, in the next session, I do see that uh, we have a slight description of what he looks like. So I'll save that as okay. a surprise for the next uh, next recording. But yeah, so we got a, a guy in a tricorn hat and a cloak and also Ghost, who's there helping us. Yep. So they're fighting through the waves of undead and they're able to see our group coming up. The guy takes one look at Nick, sees her, and goes, oh, fuck. And that's where that session ends. You'll find out more about him later. Yep, we will get to that uh, next time, which, uh, if our everything is correct, next one, next episode is going to be the last of the actually played out game. Yes, we should be able, because there are three sessions left that we actually played through. The next one is a pretty hefty one where it breaks off and we each do our own shit. The um, one following that is a post-LARP one. Yeah, that one. Which went, gets fucking goofy. It went some kind of way. And then after that, it's the final battle. Yep. Um, but after that, we'll be done with everything that we actually played through. And then we'll spend the next, I think, two episodes after that talking about 
how it was supposed to end, things we were going to do, like expectations and plans that we were going to mm -hmm. do. I'm also going to see if I can try and get some stuff from everybody who played, like a snippet of how they wanted their character story to end, like what was the ideal goal for them, mm -hmm. so I can talk about those for each one of them. Since, unfortunately, with everything going on with the COVID, we're not able to actually have people on here to talk about them. I'm Hopefully, we'll get a write-up from each of them. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then we're also going to take some time to talk about... I believe the Legion Sanguinary stuff too about because I think we were going to do a little bit about how the 15 years got them to where they're at I thought or something the, like that I think that we actually talked about that I don't remember because I know there was supposed to be more there was supposed to be another thing there was supposed to be a lot more that Joe was showing me the notes on but he like it's a lot so the problem with a lot of that stuff is a lot of ideas that Joe had in those notes like the whole Civil Seer stuff like that is Straight up, like, I was like, hey, Joe, can I use this? This sounds like a really good plan. Okay, so then it's basically just going to be us talking about how things are supposed to go, how the enemies <coughs> are supposed to go for our characters, and I think for the NPCs also. Yes, and so, for the NPCs, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I definitely had an ending I wanted for Ark. Uh, I don't know if you had one you wanted for Void, but... <laughs> he probably gets murdered. Probably. <laughs> Pro like, that's a good that's a good ending for that character, is he gets mur he gets bested by a martial artist. <laughs> probably. Um, okay, so that should do it for us. Um, if you guys have any questions or want to leave some comments or anything, you all know where to do that. And if you wanted to, you can, you know, if you want to comment on the actual podcast for questions, I mean, we don't really get any comments on there. So, I mean, it'd be pretty easy for me to parse through questions on there. Yeah, you can do it on the podcast. You can do it on apparently YouTube now because I yep. forgot we had YouTube. Um, um, and then you can also send questions to a pair of dice lost at gmail.com or uh slide into my sweet sweet dms on twitter at a pair of dice loss <laughs> um besides that um we've got two maybe three more episodes of this and then we're gonna have to start coming up with topics for the week i got the first one for, yeah. for the session after we finish exalted but uh, that's pugmire little, yeah pugmire yeah pugmire life that's going to be interesting. We're going to try to record that, but some people's internet is not great. So if it doesn't, if it's not sound quality that I'd be happy with, we're just going to have a fun game that we can talk about. Yeah, we can kind of just talk about what happened in the session and then mm -hmm. do whatever else after that. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, and then if we, so one of the other things is that I am rapidly approaching the, uh, mage content ending again because of the uh because of the quarantine and again because some people have really shitty internet and i do we not are not able to play online we are not able to play this online uh so we might be working on a smaller i might be working on a smaller game between you and julia and myself or julia might be doing something between the three of us yeah we'll figure something out to kind of keep we'll you figure guys something out uh yeah to to keep regular stuff if not i'm just gonna have to blow through the rest of what i have for iron kingdoms and hope that this gets lifted in time for us to do something yeah or you just might get a huge dnd dump or we might get a huge dnd dump and that'll be a lot we probably which at that point we probably won't post uh, three times a week, though. Yeah. Because that, that's the plan. We're hoping once I can start doing the D&D stuff, which I keep putting off because I'm awful, um, we're hoping to totally have... Totally have not gotten addicted to Final Fantasy fourteen. Not at totally all. Totally have not gotten addicted to I, to I have that. not been playing video games any time that I'm not at work. <laughs> it's, it's not like there isn't a crap ton of stress in the world, and we are essential employees, so we are constantly getting... Uh, 
de-stressing when we come home. De-stressing <laughs> when we come home. Yeah, this is literally the only reason I think that this got done today is because you and me both had the day off and like we're not super stressed and I'm not dying from allergies. Dying from allergies. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, on a happier note, um, yeah, send us questions. We'd send love us questions. to hear them. Maybe, maybe campaign ideas that I can run, like, quick one-shots, because I'm terrible about one-shots. I mean, I could probably run a goblin over recording if we really wanted to try it. We could, yeah. It'd be a little weird for, like, combat and stuff, but, I mean, we could figure it out, I'm sure. Well, I mean, if Roll20 would fucking work, it would I, I think I could run it over Discord, or we could just use Dice Maiden. Okay. I think we could do that, so. Okay. We can't quite do the, the drinking and goblins like I wanted to, but we could still do uh, maybe a goblins game. Maybe. We'll see. I, I've been trying to think of, like, a quick Exalted game, and I literally cannot, because Exalted is too, like, gotta do the big things instead of, like... <laughs> yeah. But we'll think of something. Uh, feel free to send in suggestions, send in questions. If you guys just want to even just tell us how you're doing with everything going on. I mean, I like to hear that everybody's hopefully doing okay and, mm -hmm. you know, staying safe and whatnot. Um, I love you guys. So keep listening. Stay safe. Um, we'll have another episode up next week. This week is going to be Iron Kingdoms and this and then Mage and this. and We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. All right, so for Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting Channel, I've been Brendan. I've been Christina. And remember to let the good dice roll.